Welcome back to another episode of the Hoodie and the Headband Podcast Show. It's your boy Bryce back with my boy, the one and only three. We got we got a uh, 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 do rag to read today. Yeah, yeah, the Dewey and the and the fitted. Well, not the fitted. It's a snapback, but <laughs> boy got the do rag on. Anyways, man, how you doing today, bro? I'm doing good, man. I can't complain. It's been a long day, but you know we alive, so we can't really, you know, dwell on the fact that you know we here. You know, long days happen. It is. Uh, yeah, we get through these days and we get to the next day. And amen. It's been it's been a good couple of days. Uh, our last episode was doing really well. Last time I checked, we had uh, I think almost 580. I'll say it was 580. It might be more now. Let me check. It was five seventy-eight last time I checked. Yeah. So, Shout out to everybody that that tuned into that. And I want the bug out right then and there. We have five eighty right now. I want oh, yeah. right then and there. It was late, so I just texted you. I was like, I blew your phone up. I was like, bro, we have five hundred and seventy. No, five hundred and seven. It's yeah. five hundred seven when I text you. Five hundred seventy. Yeah. I woke up this morning. I yeah. was like, bro, because I saw your text. I woke up, or when I woke up, and then I looked, and it was like five forty-eight, or I think it was five forty eight, and that was at like five. And then when I looked again, it was like five seventy, and I was like, mm. hey, "That shit's still going up." Because it was like, it was like gradually going up. But every time I checked, you did. You dropped that. Yeah, and the most week came in. The most of the views came in two days. Yeah, that's what I was to say. Because by Sunday, we had probably about two hundred three hundred views. Hopefully, by the time this was out, we had six hundred. Shit, that'll be tough. Yeah. I think that'll be the second 600 view episode. Is it? I looked. I thought this was the highest one. Or maybe, uh, or our, not episode, but like video. I think yeah, we have a the highest one. Clip. I'm trying to see. I think the Jokish one. Okay, 460 was our, that was earlier this this um this season. But yeah. UConn beat, or UConn lost to NC State. Um, yeah, two ninety five. Talking about LSU and Juju. Mm-hmm. That was around the time of the top twenty five. Top twenty five did well too. Um, what other one did crazy? Our first Pager Caitlin video that was three seventy two. Mm-hmm. That was a four minute video. Um. What else we did? What else we did? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Okay, now the Jokic video this 690. I saw our highest video. Yeah, but that's not an episode, so. That's not an episode. That's just like an excerpt but from. As far as it goes, this is, this this is, is the highest. That was the highest rated episode. Highest watched episode. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Shout out to y'all, man. We man, shout out to y'all. Shout out to us too, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I'm shouting. I'm shouting us out, bro. I'm dap a virtual dap up. Like we we did that. All right, and we gonna continue to do it because that's what we do. We the hoodie in the head, man. We the best podcast duo out there. I'm, yeah, I'm saying it. Good defense that UCLA was. <laughs> yeah, man. Really appreciate y'all, man. Um, Y'all keep, y'all keep supporting. We're going to keep pushing out this content. Yes. Start putting, 
more and more. We're gonna do more previews, maybe some reviews. Y'all keep y'all keep running it up. We're gonna keep finding ways to put out more content. Um, so yeah, man. Um, you know, I was kind of not in a rut, but kind of like looking down on on like how we like how things were looking, and that kind of that kind of put me back in a, in a good mindset. So shout out to y'all, man. Appreciate y'all for real. Hey man, shout out to y'all, man, and. Oh no! Like I said, shout out to us. We put in the work, seen the results. That's what happens, man. Just gotta thank God at that moment. So, so how uh, how about you, bro? I'm good, bro. I can't complain, bro. Um, I'm back to. I don't say back to work mode because I've been back to work, but I'm getting back to work. I'm getting out of play mode and getting back into work mode for real. Cause you know I celebrated last week. Last week was my birthday week, whatever. But now it's not now. Play time is over. All right, it's it's, it's the funnest. Whatever you don't reach the first television timeout, it's time to kick it up. All right, it's time to kick it up. It's time to kick I was, it. Up. I was hella confused about what you were talking about. I thought you were talking about like a game. I'm like, all the games are already in the third quarter. No, and I I know I view life in. The scheme of basketball, like I view, I view life like everything in life I view through basketball, which is bad, but it's it's fine. It's bad for some people, but it works well for people like me and you, and our viewers, people that love the game the same way that we do. But yeah, no, for people that understand life, understand the game of basketball, the way that we do. They aren't they know. But I don't know, just how much I love basketball is that I equate everything to it. It just makes life easier, you know. So but I'm good, man. I can't complain, bro. Um me and my bro was playing throwback games today. Cranked up the old PS2, got the PS2 to work. You no, know, it's crazy. My my nephew's a genius and he's he's not even one yet, but my boy's PlayStation was was not working. Like he was trying to get it to work and stuff, whatever. He wasn't working. And my nephew just trying to like walk and like he wants to grab and press things and you know, play the game when his pops is playing a game and stuff, whatever. And he's like kept pressing on it. Kept pressing on it. And it finally came out. And I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> Yeah, so he told me that I was like, okay, Duff, Duff a genius, man. They're playing Harry Potter. Bro. Nah, they don't, they don't, they don't rock with us like that. Uh, put them in Wizard Way with Blitz. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I ain't never seen the movies, but from what I've heard, ain't too much of us in there. <laughs> oh man, but nah, bro, got to kick it with my boys today, man. Nephew making making steps literally, bro. He he trying to walk. That's what's up. Bro. Oh, I don't know, man. It's funny. It, it's crazy to see life like that, bro. That's but uh, all in all, though, man, I'm good. Cake the plane. Been working on a couple things. Trying to get life together. Trying to get myself together for 2024. Every time you say, you "Gotta get." You gotta get myself together. I think Mary, Mary. Yeah. Big facts. Anyways, man, we we here. We live in full effect.
live in action. Got a lot to talk about. We need to talk NBA with y'all in a minute. But yeah, uh, we had some trades go down, or a trade go down recently. Finally, OG finally got traded. I've been OG began trade talks for the last five years. The man got traded finally, bro. Finally. Um, OG Ananobi and Malachi Flynn got traded to the New York Knicks in exchange for our Toronto native and um, Manuel Cook quickly. And uh, I feel like the trade works out for both teams. Um, the Knicks get a guy, you know, a defensive wing that they can use, and he's his presence has been felt. He's uh, had an immediate impact on their um on their team. Remember the first or second game, he had like twenty seven or something crazy. After like kind of being in a in a funk, it was like the last three games he was like scored single digits in all three of them. It was like uh, I remember that tweet was kind of circulating, and then he got traded. And he dropped like twenty some his first game there. Um, I think that's a good good piece that the Knicks can use, especially if the Knicks are, I don't say in win now, but they're looking to compete, being that they're one of the better teams in the East right now. They're at what four or five in the standings. In that range, yeah. Yeah. You got Jalen Brunson who's all star. You got Julius Randle who's looking like an uh, all star again this year, improving on his play. Um speak on it. I mean I mean you lose a guy like RJ but you get a guy like OG. So, like, are you really losing out here? I mean, no, no offense to RJ. RJ's a solid player, but end of the day, you're going to need that. You're going to need size to that position. You're going to need someone that's going to be able to play some of the bigger wings or switch on to bigger players like OG could. So, it works out for them. Um, it turns out it works out for the Raptors. Um Raptors get a guy in Emmanuel quickly that can light it up, give you instant offense. I got a guy in RJ Barrett who can help open up the floor a little bit. Can help. You can help defensively as well. I don't think RJ is that bad of a defender. Not at all. I think he's a solid defender. And then like I don't know. I know RJ had kind of, kind of, you know, kind of streaky up and down moments in terms of his offensive output, but I mean, you see, I don't know. It's um, still scratching my head a little bit about Toronto. Like, I don't know where to place them. I don't know what to say or like how to fairly judge them because I can't really tell what they're building there. I mean, they still have Pascal Siakam there, who's been the forefront of that team. Um. I think they could get some pieces for Pascal and build around a younger core. And there has been talks about Pascal being in trade talks now. Um, but yeah, what do you think about this trade? Um, I think it's it's good for both sides. I think um, Preston Chu was in the trade too. Um, to New yeah. York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. It's good for them since they have no Mitchell Robinson for the rest of the season. Um. Hardenstein's played really well, but you know, Hardenstein has to, played well this season. Yes, he's taking the leap. Yeah, to be able to get some more size, um, off the bench because they did they did waive uh Taj Gibson. Um, really? So, yeah. So to be able to get some size, 
from off the bench. And Press is a versatile big who can step out and hit the three. Um, he's a bit inconsistent as well, but when he plays well, um, there's a lot he can do um, for you um, for, from that position at that size. Um, for the Knicks, it's a, it's a win-now move for sure. Um, obviously, it doesn't put them in, you know, super contention. Um, and, you know, it seems like this is a move to, uh, before another move. Um, maybe they can go get a guy like a Donovan Mitchell or something like that. I don't know if they can actually get him, but if they can add another piece next to Jalen, Julius, um, and then um, OG, that'll put them in um, really good put them in a really good spot. Um, you know, OG adds versatility. Um, he's, he doesn't give you as much skilly offensively as RJ Barrett off the dribble, I would say, but he gives you consistency. He's not going to make, um, you know, he's not going to make too many mistakes on the court. And he's going to clean up a lot for you on defense. Um, Julius Randle talked about that. I think after this Chicago game uh, last week, um, he talked about how OG and Anobi had already uh, come in and put his imprint on the defensive uh, on the defensive side, and how he's already cleaning up, you know, some mistakes that they, you know, that they make from time to time. Um, so that's that's a big thing for them. Um, and then for the Raptors, like you said, it's it's kind of hard to see where they're going, but for them to be able to get two pieces like RJ and quickly, um, you know, RJ gets to come home. And quickly really gets a chance to flourish as a as a lead guard. Um, he's been starting since he got there. He's been playing well, um, and you know he's got like that Tyrese Maxey kind of game. Um, both came from the same school. Both played there at the same time. So, um, you know it's, you know people are expecting some of the same similarities to see, or some of the same possibilities that they're seeing with Tyrese right now. That there's that uh, that we can see with um, Emmanuel quickly, um, and Toronto is a is a space where he can do that without having to worry about oh Jalen Marks got to get the ball, Julius Trans got to get the ball. Uh, he really can, you know, have full free flow of the offense. Um, he can choose when he wants to play mate, choose when he wants to go get his own, and he can run some two man with Scotty, can run some two man with Siakam as far as as long as they're on the same team. And then again, like, what are they going to do with Siakam? You know, there's, there's trades about the Kings, the Grizzlies, the Warriors. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they how they go about uh, going into the trade de- deadline over the next month or so. Um, but for both teams at this moment right now, I think it's a very good move for both. I think this is one of those very few win-win trades. Sometimes you're like, oh, this team lost, or this team, mm-hmm. you know, this side of win, lopsided loss, blah, blah, blah. But I think both – both sides got what they wanted out of this trade. Yeah, I believe so as as, as well, man. Um, and it's good to see that. You know, it's good to see whenever it works out for both teams, rather than you scratch your head at what the hell is Team B doing, sending this to Team A, like that. Whatever. Oh, they got the upper hand. Oh, they really wanted to get rid of this guy. That's what this looks like. No. I mean, obviously, this trade didn't come out of out of nowhere. You know, like we said, OG's been in trade talks forever. And this trade helps both teams out. Um, New York improves as far as how their team is structured. Um, Toronto, they get some young guys that they can build around, have a future around, whatever. Help towards that. 
help put around a player like Scotty Barnes, um, with hopes to succeed. Uh, I see that the Knicks are six in the in the standings and are currently on a four game win streak. So, yeah. Um, so I ask this question: What other teams you think? Will be active at the trade deadline or should be active at the trade deadline as we get closer and closer to it. We're like a month away, a month out. Um, the Warriors need to make a move for what exactly? I'm not completely sure. Um, just because if you're gonna get something back, you're gonna have to give up a Moses Moody, a Kaminga, um, or both, a combination of. Uh, some of the young other young players, you really just gotta you gotta go all in if you're if you're gonna run with this core for another one to two three years, however many years you're gonna try to run this run this core. Maybe you get two years out of it, mm-hmm. but if you can get if you can get a guy who is a all star to all NBA level player next to these three, that can that can elevate you to another year at mm. least yeah. because Steph isn't slowing down anytime soon at all. So Draymond is still Draymond. He's not, he, he may not be the Draymond from 2015, but he still has the capabilities of doing all the things that he's done in the past. He is starting to find his rhythm. It's starting to find himself um, still taking a lot of crazy shots, but it's clay. So you kind of got to live with it. Yeah. Um, and, I think the Wiggins struggles this year really, uh, really hurt them. I don't think that was expected. I think they expected, you know, him. He didn't have to come in and average, you know, twenty a game, but they, I think they average, expect him to average seventeen, eighteen, and be efficient, and really good defense. Um, they haven't really gotten that, so, um, you know, they got to make some kind of move. Um, some other teams like the Kings. Um, I've seen some. Rumors about a, a Siakam, Harrison Barnes deal. Um, that would be big for the Kings if they can add Harrison or had Siakam to um, the court they have. As long as they keep Keegan Murray, um, obviously you, you don't trade Fox or Sabonis, and you and most likely you're keeping Monk, and you may have to let go of Herder. But um, if you can if you can keep your core guys. Um, and get a Siakam in there that really elevates them to another level. Um, the Grizzlies, maybe not. They do seem like a team that could use something, but really, I mean, where? I mean, they really just need health. <laughs> they've been playing better. They've been playing good. Yeah, uh, I think they're 6-3 and three. last time I checked. Maybe 6-4 and four after last night's game. I think they lost. Um no, actually, I think they they beat uh, Phoenix. That's who Phoenix lost to. They beat Phoenix without Ja. Um, so They're six and four in their last ten. Yeah. Um, so two game That's another team that can make a trade. But there's some teams that seem like okay. So there's a team that definitely should make a trade or some make some trades. But I don't know exactly where they start. Is the Lakers? Yeah. Um, every this is like the second or third straight season where. The offseason has gone really well. Everybody's like, oh, the Lakers are going to do this. The Lakers are going to do that. You know, they brought back everybody from their West Conference Finals run. They yeah. got a whole offseason with it. 
Yeah. It's not clicking. LeBron is upset. You AD see is playing more. Yeah, I mean, when LeBron and AD are playing like this, and you're you're below below five hundred. That's a problem, you know. So yeah. it's gonna, you know, it's gonna come down to you're blaming role players, you're blaming coaches, you're blaming, um, really anything besides those two because they're playing at an unreal level. So everybody else has got to, you know, step up. And if you're gonna be yeah. on a LeBron team. Everyone should notice if you're going to be on a LeBron led team, if you are not playing up to expectations of playing on a LeBron led team, you will get moved. You will get moved, and they will not. GM does take in place. And Uh, I don't know. We've seen LeBron take teams like that 2018 Cavs team. We've seen LeBron take teams like that to the finals. I mean, Brian ain't the same Brian by any means. I mean, he ain't year 21, a man 39 years old, still dunking on Paul George like it's Jerry. 10, you're 15, whatever. But, like, man, I don't know, man. I, you would think playing with Bron would make people want to play better, play harder. And that has been the case for some players. Like, you had players like Kyrie and Kevin Love that he's played with. But, see, those guys are stars. Those guys are all stars. Those are I all stars. Kevin Love struggled, though. Kevin Love did struggle, and I, I remember that conversation where playing with LeBron doesn't help or hurt you, and Kevin Love being, you know, patient zero in that case. But I know, I don't know, it's like an added pressure for one because you are playing with arguably the best player all the time, best player yeah. in the league. Like, you're playing – it's an expectation that is met when playing with them, you know. Like, you got to play up the part. You got to play good when you're playing with them because they're expected to win. You're expected to win. You're not playing with year one, LeBron. You're playing with established, top of the league, done broke all these records, four chips. Like, you're playing with that LeBron at this point. You're not playing with the next – you're not playing with Victor Wimbayama. You're not playing with Zion Williamson. You're not, not playing with a young star. You're playing with LeBron James, a guy that shifted the trajectory of this game. Someone that is so important to the culture, you know, someone that is so important to the way we talk about basketball, someone that is considered the greatest basketball player of all time. With that comes a lot. And not everybody's cut from the cloth to play with LeBron. Not everybody's built for that. So, I mean, we see a team like this Lakers roster where they have a guy like where they got Torian Prince and D'Angelo Russell, which, I mean, D'Angelo Russell hasn't been bad, but I don't know. Like, the boy's still loading. Ain't no way he's still loading. He's been in the lead this long. Um, Who else is there? You got, I mean, Austin Reeves is cool, but, like, it's all, like, I don't know. Um, Who else is on this team? Roy Hashimura, he's, he's, yeah. Sure. What? John Morant is in is getting season-ended label surgery. All right, y'all have a gap. Y'all have a good night, man. I, I I'll talk to y'all later, bro. Ain't no way, bro. That just pissed me off, bro. That just that just made me upset, bro. Like, thank y'all for tuning in, man. I'm I'm out, bro. Oh man. Well, get well soon, y'all. Um, 
you know, hopefully it's not nothing that's really gonna hinder him for years to come. If you if you get if you do it now, um, you don't have to deal with it later, like uh, Paul George, um, or Lisa Thomas have in the past and still in the present for Lisa Thomas. Um, so hopefully he's able to, you know, get the surgery, get past those. And I just can't give him my label. I'm not using it. Uh, yeah, it definitely sucks to see though, because he he was playing really good basketball. Um, the Grizzlies were starting to get healthy. You know, Luke Kennard to come back, Marcus Smart's back, um, and players were starting to play better in their roles since those players had come back. So it's kind of it's kind of tough to uh, definitely a tough pill to swallow. But um, you know, it's just more opportunity for players like Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. to step up and show like, hey, like. When Jock comes back next year, like we're gonna we're gonna have him from game one and we're gonna get it popping. But um yeah, definitely sucks. Definitely sucks. Um well, like I was saying though, it's hard to play with LeBron James, man. Um like I don't know, just how it's expected, you know. I mean, we've seen how Fans have treated Danny Green for missing shots in the clutch, wishing him and his wife death threats. To this day, they still hate that. They ended up winning the championship, but I don't know. I, I get it. You know, your, your, your shooter ain't making shots. I know. don't. I'm not saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, yes, I get it. I'm not saying I don't get to that extent, but I get why people will be upset. It's like, yeah, you want your. You want the players on your team to play well, all right? You want shooters to make shots. Joe you Harris. Want, you want you want play yes, yes. That's what I was getting at. That's exactly what I was getting at. You want to make you want your players that shoot the damn ball, shoot piss up the ball, they make the damn shots at the damn time where they make shots. You know, do what do what the hell they pay for. <laughs> but to go to that length is is egregious. Like it's just a game at the end of the day. You're not getting paid off it. I mean, you are getting paid off if you put it in a parlay, but you're not getting paid off it the way these guys are. Like, these guys, this is their job. You know, they're, they're human at the end of the day. They might not seem human because they're jumping from the damn free throw line, dunking on people. But at the same time, it's like, they, they end of the day, they're human. And you wishing death threats on another person, you need to get checked out. They go home to a family just like us. Yeah, come on, bro. Like, imagine if you at your job. You know, you're in the warehouse, and you're not, and you're not putting things up correctly. Yeah, not the warehouse. Oh no, I, 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 I just thought warehouse. I don't know what our our viewers and listeners do, but I just thought warehouse because it was close thing. Or, or what if you work retail? Work retail, and you're not ringing up the people right, or you're not doing your job. You know, your your boss come in, and it's like, oh, this table is messy. You need to fold this table whatever like people want you to do your, your job people want you to do your job the same way you want other people to do their job so therefore you got to give them some type of grace i understand you know could get mad at hey, last night that man curry had nine points <laughs> the nigga curry had nine fucking points <laughs> but hey that just proved that he's human man so, yeah, Lakers could definitely use a move or two, though. 
but I don't know because they don't really got that many desired pieces. Like they're gonna have to come up off of Austin Reeves or Roy Hashimura, if anything. Root ain't nobody looking at Rui like that, especially after the way he's played this season. Yeah. Now before before this season, maybe somebody was looking like, okay, we can we can figure something out. We can work some of this. I'm not saying they don't have anything. I don't now. know the world where people are looking for like a Torian Prince. Or like, I'm trying to think who else is because they could they could have offered him the same minimum that that the Lakers did. Okay. Who is on the I give up at the Lakers also. I'm trying to think of who else is on the damn Lakers. I know they got Max Christie. Like, you're going to have to help. Somebody wants D-Lo. You're going to have to help. Somebody wants they got uh, for Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes. They got Cam Reddish. All players that went there. Gabe to... They got players that were trying to rebuild their career. Yeah. And people would, they would be able to. And they, I'm not saying they haven't, but they haven't been able to, to the extent that people were hoping. Yeah. You can't, you can't put certain expectations on players that we haven't even seen that from yet. And then when they don't live up to the expectations, you start like, oh, we ain't doing this. We can't do that. Like, no, that's a big fact, bro. Like, who told you that Cam Reddish was going to do something crazy this season? Like, He's shooting the ball well. He's playing really good defense, way better defense than you. Yeah, you 40? That's what they saw. Shit, 40. Um, he didn't give me 40. He had the team I was playing for 40. I, I was just on the team. I was guarding. Players like Max Christie, their stuff didn't play well. Jack, uh, not Jackson. It's Christian Woods played some good minutes. Um, they've got good, they've gotten good sequences and good stretches from players, but they haven't got consistency from players. Um, and obviously Darvin Ham is a bit of the issue as well, but you know that's your coach right now, and it's not like there's a great coach just sitting out there somewhere just waiting to get hired. Bro, so and he was getting all the praise last year when they went there, when they had their playoff run. I mean, Lakers fans feel how they want to feel. I'm not telling Lakers fans to feel different, but I don't know. Just it's a you know it's a one eighty from last season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to think of who else would probably need to make some trades. Um, there's there's two teams that I have question marks about. Who, who are those? One, one is a team that most people say they should, which is the Thunder, which is like try to go get Lori Markinen or something like that to add. Which I'm not mad at. I think that would that would really help them a lot. But there is another team that I'm looking at that I was watching last night, and I feel like they need one more offensive piece, and that could put them over the top. It's the Timberwolves because and this was in, like, the third quarter, maybe, maybe the second quarter. I was like, it just feels like they have Cat. Or, no, this was, this was third quarter. I was like, it feels like they have Ant and Cat. And then after that, everybody else is struggling to get offensive creation other than maybe Nas Reed. Um, I like Nas Reed a lot, bro. Obviously, Mike Conley creates, but it's it's to a certain extent. And he's an older player at this point. He's not really giving you 17 to 18 points a night. I think Rudy Gobert is the third leading scorer, and he's averaging 12. And then Nas Reed is averaging 12, and he's the fourth leading scorer. Um, you're really not going to be able to win like that. I mean, obviously they're winning like that now, but in the playoffs, I mean. In the playoffs, yeah. Obviously things are going to slow down, and their defense may be able to carry them, but that's a lot to ask. Yeah. 
Now, for the most part, they've been able to get into close games, and players like Ant and Cat have been able to close it on offense while the defense, you know, shuts down on on that side of the ball. But I feel like if they add another guy, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a starter piece, it could be somebody come off the bench and just be a, a flamethrower, just come off and give you 16, 18, 19 a night. Yeah. That almost every team that has title expectations has on a team. I think the only team that doesn't really have that is probably Denver. But their starting lineup is so well put together and then their bench is well put together as well. Um, so really it's just for those two teams, do they need to make these moves now or do you just wait and see what happens because their core and their team is so young right now? Yeah. But, um overthinking it about the wolves. You said what about the wolves? I said I could be overthinking it about the wolves. I don't know for sure. Oh the wolves. I thought you said the bulls. I was like, what? <laughs> but yeah. Um yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the wolves might just have to see it through. You just have to play it out, see how this team looks. Cause this is like the first year this team has I wanna say been together because they have Rudy last year too. But this is like been the first time this team has been clicking and it's been getting to a place where I mean they're what still top of the West. Yeah. They're twenty five. Twenty five and ten. They're a game ahead of the, the Thunder. So I mean it's still it's been working out, you know. And they've been they've won some good games against some good players. I mean not players, get some good teams. Um so this twenty five and ten ain't just no no fluke, no no cupcake of a record. Like they've been in some battles. Um I mean, what was that? They played they played against the Mavs last night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a battle in itself. I mean, you got two of the best offensive players in the league and Kyrie and Luka Doncic. Doncic, I'm sorry. That I gotta mispronounce the names again. Luka Doncic. And I mean, yeah, they did put on the offensive clinic, but it was close for, for a while. Um so, I do see your point of having another guy that they can rely on offensively, because yeah, you gonna get that output out of Ant every night, but some nights you don't get the output that you need. Some points you, I mean, some nights you don't get the output that you need, and then you need like, I just really thought Carfee Towns would have been like, I mean, I think he got star when I thought he just would have been in a different stratosphere by now. You know, he's been in the league for a while, and I just thought he would have been in the same company as, like, his teammate, his college teammate, Devin Booker, you know. I just thought – I mean, hey, we got to talk about that team. That Kentucky team is crazy how much per talent, how much talent that one team produced. Like, you had them on the same squad. I'm pretty sure P.J. Washington was on that squad, right? No, P.J. was after them. Mm-hmm. P.J. was what? Tyler Hero on them. Shay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because really? he he sold us one year in the fucking tournament with all the missed free throws. Cat mm. had, cat I mean, had, yeah, uh, um, the twins with him. Uh, what's the boy named Derek? Derek Lucas. Um, so I don't believe so. I know that Kari Johnson was on that team. I would say Trey Lyles was on that team. Uh, Trey Lyles, that's who it was. Trey Lyles. Um, it was what. Should have won that too. Oh, yeah, it was, it was Trey Laws, Cat, Andrew, and Aaron, 
um, what's McCall? Who else? Little guy. Oh my God, Tyler Eulis. Was Tyler Eulis on that team? He was on that team. Yeah. Because because yeah. I remember books. I remember I remember book said in an interview recently that him and uh, Tyler Eulis were um were roommates. They would come off the bench together. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I said that Kentucky squad is, is insane. But I just thought Cat would have been, you know, just Cat is a good player. I don't want to say that Cat Cat is a scrub. I just thought Cat would, would have been in a conversation like one of the best bigs in the league type conversation, you know, like up there with AD and and down and B, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's still he's still pretty good. Like I think he'd be a good second or third option on a contending team. So I mean, if they did have like another. If they brought in like another guard to get instant offense from or something, um, not really too sure who's out there, who's in the market, but not selling. But like, I think even if you can get like a, uh, nah, because he don't really bring that defense. I think a guy like Malik Monk would be perfect for this team. Obviously, yeah. You keep, obviously, you keep him in Sacramento, but a guy like that would be. Perfect for that this caliber, team. yeah, because like we've seen yeah. along and what he's been able to do for Sacramento at different points of this yeah. season, this season alone. Like, oh, they just I'm glad it worked out for Malik Monk because Malik Monk, I don't say he was in bad spot, like spots, like bad teams, or whatever. It just needed to work out, you know. Like, we saw flashes of it in Charlotte, we saw flashes of it in Los Angeles. Now he's on a team where he can come in and produce off the bench or come in and start like he can be that in between guy that they can rely on whenever you know De'Aaron's not De'Aaron for the moment or Sabonis ain't Sabonis for a moment they need that guy to come in and step in step up and every team has that every team needs that like we've seen past couple of years that, um offensively in championships, we've seen guys put on and go crazy. Like we've seen how it happened last year for the for the for the Nuggets, how they had like Jokic, but yeah, like Tariq just mentioned Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown pulled up in big games. And I don't know, it felt like he just lived for those moments. You know? Like even Jordan Poole with the with the Warriors that year. Like Jordan Poole some huge moments in the finals. Big moments, bro. Um, but yeah. Um, trying to think of what other teams are in weird positions. Um, what do you think Atlanta should do? Mm, Atlanta. I think they're currently like eleventh or twelfth in the East. Yeah, I feel like they could either rebuild or retool. I mean, they still have Trey Young that they can rebuild around. You know, it didn't work out with John Collins. They traded him. So I feel like this would be the time to build around. I mean, rebuild, not rebuild, retool. Not do a total rebuild. You know, don't get rid of Trey. Because um, I think Trey can be a player that can help lead a squad, lead a team. I mean, he's had playoff experience before they did make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and I don't want to label that as a fluke because I don't think it is. But 
we've seen them not even get nearly as close since then. But I do think with the right team and the right system, getting traded for play the right way, it can work out. Like, I see the potential in Trey Young, man. I know I was hard on Trey Young a little earlier this season, but when you got a player like that that can light it up on offense and create for others on offense as well, you know, the guy led the league in scoring an assist a couple years ago. Hasn't been done since Nate Archibald. But um, you got someone like that. That is that dynamic offensively. You can do whatever with the bet. You can you can do you can do what you need to do. Like you can succeed with that in making the putting the right team around that. You have to build around that correctly. So I think that's what Atlanta needs to do and focus on. I mean, they definitely got good pieces there right now. Um, it's just a matter of making it work. Um, I know you got listed here. You said Toronto, Atlanta, Chicago, and Brooklyn. Um, I know we spoke on Toronto a little bit with the trade talk that Toronto should, you know, they got to figure out what they want to do too. But I think this move helps them, um, helps them figure it out a little better. Being that they're getting two younger players that can help you in now, can help you become a better squad offensively and defensively. That helps on both sides of the ball. Um, in hopes of building around like a guy like Scotty Barnes, if you guys want to do so. Uh, and then, you know, I just ask you whether you want to deal Pascal or not, being that. If there, if it makes sense, you know, if it's if it's there, I say probably do it because Pascal's getting older into his career that he can help a contender out right away. I know there's been a lot of talks with Pascal to to, to a Golden State. That'll, I probably, I think that probably solve a lot of Golden State's problems right there. And then, um, but yeah, Chicago. I feel like Chicago just need to start over. Like the Levine, DeMar, Vucevic thing didn't work out. So go ahead, start fresh. Go ahead and trade them more to contenders or wherever they got. I know they got desired locations to go to. I mean, I, I don't think – I think Levine has been more vocal about it than DeMar has, obviously. But, I mean, you can definitely get a good haul for both. Fooch, I don't know if you can really get a lot for, get as much for, I should say, but I know you can get something for Vooch. Um, I feel like it's easier to move Vooch than it is to move DeMar. Yeah. I feel who, like – Who does DeMar fit with? Right. I feel like you can move Vooch to maybe a team like the Lakers. Um, But then that's just another – you put another guy, also another for guy – under that like LeBron expectation again, and you know Laker fans they don't don't they don't got patience. You know they got seventeen chips. All they know is the win. They they don't have patience. It needs to work out now. Or it's not going to work out. It's a LeBron thing. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn, my squad. I don't know what the hell they need to do. They need to do something. 
it's at the point where it's like, yo, start over, or it's just like, all right, you know, because see, we don't have our draft pick this year. I, I want to say this is the year it goes to Houston, but um, it is, yeah. And then I think next year is when we get the Suns pick. I don't know. It's it's tough, man. Like KD, that the aftermath of the KD Kyrie trade, you're starting to feel the effects of it. Starting to feel. See, I didn't really turn back. You said what? I didn't really get a ton back. I mean, like we got 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 role players back. Yeah, we got guys that would have. So the Kyrie trade happened first. I felt like if the Kyrie trade only happened, the Nets would be in a good position because they got a guy like Dorian Finney-Smith, who's been a guy that we've been looking for. You know, we've been looking for like more wings. And then we got like a mad wings, but we don't have the team that we wanted with these wings. You know, we wanted wings with the 7-Eleven squad. We didn't want wings just to have wings. Like, now we Huh? <laughs> so that boy sound hungry. If the, out of context, you sound hungry as hell. I know. I know. We don't want wings to want wings. We want good wings. <laughs> we want the lemon peppers. Yeah. But, nah, so I was asking for wings because that just would have been the thing to have. Um. Like that's why I thought it would have worked out initially with the initial squad. Whenever, like before James, Hard- before the Harden trade, because we had a guy like Karis LeVert, which I mean, in hindsight, Karis LeVert, he's all right. I just thought he was just moving into a upward trajectory at that time. Minnesota could use him. Yes, somebody like him. Because Karis still has that one random game where he goes off for like twenty five. He be playing well, though. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, Karis ain't no scrub. It just, I don't know, just the trajectory that he was on in Brooklyn made me think he would have been a future All-Star before KD got there. Maybe Brooklyn fans just just not not good. Never mind. Because I just, I just feel like y'all, y'all, y'all get so attached to just regular-ass players. And that sounds crazy. But, like. Well, cause you got to think, though. You got to think. I mean, I understand, yes. I I don't like when people bring up that squad of um that the OG squad of Joe Harris, Dinwiddie, D Lo, Jared Allen. But they worked well together. That was a that was a nicely built team, low key. Coach under Kenny Atkinson, that team was solid. I mean, That's they were part one. the coach. That's part one. Y'all should have never let go of Kenny Atkinson. I don't. Yeah, that was a that was a KD Kyrie thing, bro. They were just like, yeah, we. Mm. I think Kenny Atkinson was a good coach, very good coach. Yeah, he should be, he should be a head coach. If he's anything, about to be a head coach at Charlotte, but he was like, no, nah, y'all got too much going on over there. I ain't gonna do that. Hell no, nah, I don't, I don't blame mind. Kenny. Kenny, y'all don't blame me at all. That's where the Lakers should have gone. They should have gone to Kenny. Yeah, but. But yeah, no, I think Kenny Kenny Atkinson did good with young talent, and he did good with that squad. Squad made the playoffs. Um, they did lose in the first round to the Sixers, but they had that fight. They had that dog, and that you know something about them it was tough. They they had some heart. You know they played with heart, and that and that's why I like them. That's that's what drew me to 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 the Nets. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna cap. That's what drew me to. Them. That squad, I seen that squad. I'm like, okay, this squad is fun. 
That's what drew me to him. Kid you not. Three, three talking like three looking like man. Talk about that line. I I tell no lies on this podcast. Nigga, I was there. Don't you was lie. Not there with me when I went to go see them live. That ain't got nothing to do with the fact that you. That's what I'm fan. talking about. I seen them live in person. I'm like, hold on, I like this squad. That is not why you became a fan. That's listen, but that's what caught my eye initially. Nigga, Kyrie and KD caught your eye. No. <laughs> oh, no. Both- and your heart. No. No pause. No. Listen, man. Um, I don't know. I just think Brooklyn just needs to – I want to say they need to retool or something, bro. They need something because it just doesn't look good at the moment with Brooklyn. Like, they're looking like they're competing for the play-in. They're 10th in the East right now. So, they'll be in the play-in spot if the season ends today. But – I don't even feel so confident that they'll make it past the play-in or even out of even in the play-in at this point. Like you got, I don't know, they're just missing some type of guidance, man. Like sometimes when it's out, missing it. out, out there, huh? Oh, I heard somebody say this the other day. I don't remember where it was or who said it, but they said the Brooklyn Nets are full of black widows and, and um Hawkeyes. And they don't have no Captain Americas or or uh, Iron Man's. That is the bro. best. Every Brooklyn best Nets best. analogy makes so much sense, bro. <laughs> they said they got, they got a team full of Black Widows and and freaking Hawkeyes. They don't got no Captain Americas and no Iron Man's. That's a fact. No, that that is a fact. I mean, you look at the squad, and it's like, who are they? You know, I think. They can. I think they're a gritty team enough to where they can get get a win from night to night, but it's not to where it's like they're a contender at all. You know, uh, like night to night, do you feel like, oh, we gonna win this game for sure? Like, no. You might wait. You might feel that way once a week. Maybe, but like, I feel like I feel like if you go into a game and seven out of the ten games, you feel like, I mean, we got a chance. It's a toss up, yeah. Yeah. If 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 you feel like that, then you're really not in that conversation. Yeah, no, nah, bro. I don't know. This is uh just I don't know. Like we said it before the season started. Like a lot of people just came to the cause it's like, bro, just have fun. Win, lose, or draw, just have fun. Like we I know we we we're definitely expecting no damn championship about this team. This That's team is about it's just I don't know. This team is this is a building block year for this team, you know. See who should stick, who should stay for the long haul, who should should bounce. None of them. All of them should bounce. But I don't know. I feel like they could get some good trade value for some players. Trade Mikel to New York. Trade to the Knicks with his Villanova boys. Y'all can take y'all can take Quinn Grimes. I I I'd rather not. If Quinn Grimes, Quinn was still on the team, maybe, but no. You take Quinn Grimes, do some grind. You actually got some guards now. I was about to say we do need like a, a for sure like point guard. That's step one. Get like a, a true point guard, like a point guard that can like facilitate, run the point. You know, because I think, and I think, 
and an improved system. Guys oh, like McCallum and Cam would work out. But oh, those guys being the, you know, the ball handler, those guys being like the the guy running the offense, being that there and guys are like, oh, I got the ball, I'm gonna go get, I'm gonna go get mine type players, doesn't That's work it. out. Since so he is the equivalent of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like guys like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, when you say when you say that, that's like one of the first names that comes to mind. The yeah. other guy, Jordan Poole. Yeah. <laughs> like if you got them kind of dudes on your team, like running running your one, no. Running your one is crazy. No. Running your one is crazy. And you got niggas like deal, they'd be like, Yeah, if I ain't scoring, I ain't doing nothing. I'm cool. Like who comes out and says that? That's like uh who got who was it? Jabari Parker? Jabari Parker, yeah. They don't pay guys to play defense. And where is he? Do. They do. Oh, don't do my boy like that. He, I mean, like, that's my boy too, but I'm just saying. That's your boy, not my boy. He went to Duke. Never mind. He did go to Duke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Peter went to Kentucky. People got amnesia too. People talk about Jabari Parker like he wasn't that guy. He was tough. And then that 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 ACL injury really slowed him down. And then Giannis hit another level and then it was just like, eh. Do we really need you? We got Chris Middleton right here. Yeah. But enough <laughs> about the Nets, man. Um, anybody else want to talk about real quick? Uh, Jalen Suggs. I was about to talk about the Magic. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was about to talk to the about, oh, about the. Go magic. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Atlanta Magic. Atlanta Magic. Atlanta Magic. Oh, 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 oh. Atlanta Magic. And boy, man. Listen, man. I gotta apologize to Orlando Magic. My apologies to the Orlando Magic Basketball Club Association. You know. Me too. Apologize to me too. Boy, bye. <laughs> I was on here taping. No, no, you Hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me get into the apology. Let me get, let me get to the apology, dog. I need a apology to Orlando Magic because. I mean, I was familiar with your game, but not that familiar with your game. You know, I I I thought y'all were in the same. I don't know. I just thought differently about you. I thought y'all were the same tier of kind of like team as the, the Brooklyn Nets, and I'm I'm dumb for that. I'm I'm dumb for that. Like me and Tariq had the conversation where it was like he was like they should not be losing to the Nets. I'm like, bro, the Nets ain't bad. No, the Nets bad. Then that's bad. That's bad. And you know who ain't bad? Paulo Ben Carroll in the damn Orlando Magic. Franz Wagner Franz Wagner in the Magic. Wagner. It's Wagner. They German. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Suggs in the Magic. Cole Anthony. Mo Wagner. Oga. Gogo Batasi been hooping. Yeah. Like, boys, man, them boys damn good, bro. And it's like, they got that thunder feel to them. You know, young team. Like, I don't think we've seen a team like this, a team. I don't think we've seen a, a Magic team like this in some minutes. Like, when the last time we see the Magic be this good? Gotta have been since the White Howard days. What, 12, 13? Yeah. Gotta be like. And then being led by a young squad like this, too? 
White left in what, 13, 12? No, he left in 2012, so 2011. Really? Yeah. Damn. I mean, they've made the playoffs. They they were AC a couple years ago, and they beat – Uh, they won a game off of Milwaukee. Was Vucevic's um, all-star year? Won a game off of Toronto. They won a game off Toronto when Toronto won the championship. But yeah, all star year. Uh, I believe so because that was the year that Augustine was a starting point guard. That's all you need to know. <laughs> um, shout out to the Atlanta Magic, man. Um, them boys are fourth in the East, two game win streak now. Yeah, two good wins too. Yeah. Like I said, man, I don't know. We had Paulo rated pretty high in our top 25, 25 under list. Probably need to be high. Yeah, with good reason, man. Paulo's been playing at a higher level. You'd be an all star this year for sure. Um, let's see what stats look like. Orlando, man. Arrow 23, 7 and 5. What's um, his, Jan- his January split? I know it's only day. But what's his January split? Let's look. Cause because he's been going crazy his last like four or five games. Like yeah. 30 plus. And he had a triple double. He did have a triple double, yes. Um he's been hooping. And he's been doing it in the fourth quarter when they really need it without Franz. Because yeah. um, so they beat last five yeah. games. Look, last five games. So yeah, last five games. So that's January basically, except for all right, this goes from January, this goes from December thirty first to, to to um yesterday. That's right. So thirty points a game, nine rebounds, six assists, one point five steals. Yeah, one point five steals. And he's shooting um forty five percent from the field, forty seven from three. Woo! Yeah. Y'all hear that? Forty seven from three? Yeah. Paolo hitting threes like that, how do you guard him? That's on seven attempts. Paolo hitting threes like that, how do you guard him? Because if you step up. Bro went six for nine last week. If you step up, he's going by you. Bro went six from from, – Paolo's really a great player, bro. Like, great build. Like, he's – that's why I was so high on him coming coming into the league, bro. Like it's not just a Duke thing with Paulo. Paulo's special. I think he gets very underrated. He's very underrated too, man. For a number for a number one for a former number one overall pick, he he's very like I feel like people talk about Cade more than they talk about Paulo, and Paulo has showed more already than Cade has to this point. Yeah, and it's been that way for a while, Paulo too. Because I even think remember like coming in from him like being in high school, and people kind of like overlooked him when he went to Duke. And then he goes to Duke, and he goes crazy. You know, they they make it to what the Final Four? Yeah, they made it to the Final Four. He's on the last Coach K team. Made it to the Final Four. Yeah, they lost to Carolina. I don't care, but Fish um, McCall. But he was a big factor as a why, and as a freshman leading your team that far, that's no small feat. So. I think he's been ready for the moment, bro. He's gotten his body right, you know, because you know he was dealing with the cramps and stuff, whatever. But got his body right. He's in NBA shape now, and he's doing the damn thing. I agree. Uh, Jalen Suggs has been absolutely 
hooping this year. Um, his offense is, is finding its rhythm. Um, his defense has been elite all season. I was watching – I think it was last night. I was watching the game, and after the game was over, I was like, who does Jalen Suggs remind me of? Who is his game? Mm. I, don't, I know a lot of people say, like, Marcus Smart. But honestly, I feel like he's more like – and this is also because of, like, draft range – Without the playmaker, I'm not saying he's not a playmaker, but he's not a playmaker to this level. But he gives me the same kind of he gives me the same kind of skill set in a way as Lonzo. Yeah, how good yeah. Lonzo is. Um, the shooting has improved over time, mm-hmm. and then Jalen has the he has the ability to playmake. He just doesn't have the ball in his hands a ton, but when he does, he does make um he does make stuff happen for him and his teammates. Yeah. Uh, obviously he's not the passer that Lonzo is Lonzo when he's healthy is one of the best passers in the league. But defensively, like lengthwise, athleticism, like I just feel like all like they're they're kinda in that same kind of realm. And I think if they weren't drafted as high, they'd be looked at a little bit better. Obviously Lonzo got hurt and he was playing really well before he got hurt so yeah we talk about Lonzo being able to uh run again we have not talked about it no or can you said can we or have we we. no we haven't we mentioned that because yeah Lonzo Ball's making making strides in his return man when Lonzo's playing he's one of my favorite players to watch I love watching him play he's like I like he's one of the first that I watched high school college like I was staying up 10.30, still in high school, staying up 10.30 to watch UCLA games when they was on TV. My man was hitting step-back half-court threes on Dylan Brooks. Like, like when he was at UCLA, like he was – Huh? It's not that we were freshmen. Were we? No, we weren't. We were freshmen in college, yeah. We weren't. Bro, we were freshmen in college, bro. I don't want to tell you why. No, no, no. That was 2017. That was 2017. We were, yes, we were freshmen in college. No, we weren't. In 2017, that's false semester, Tariq. Not that year. Yes, that year. March of 2017, we hadn't graduated yet. I'm pretty sure. I thought Alonzo was a freshman the same time we were freshmen. No, because I remember, I remember watching. I remember watching. No, Lonzo. you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You're you're 100. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yes. I remember watching Lonzo versus De'Aaron. I was not in college yet. And then oh. I remember I remember watching the Kentucky game. Luke May hitting that weak-ass shot. I remember that shit. Actually, now that I think about it, as a Commanders fan and a Kentucky fan, I don't want Drake May. Fuck that. But you said Drake May really hated Luke May? I did not know that. Brothers, I just remember that. Hell no, we don't want him. Trade up to get Caleb Will. I don't want him. I don't want none of that you do around me because if he if he come over here and he asks, oh my god, I'm fighting any mate I ever see in my life, bro. Let me run into a mate. I'm whooping their ass. <laughs> draft analysis, NFL NFL draft analysis. Tariq does not want Luke May. I mean, not Luke May. Did not want Drake May. Luke May's brother. That's what we are gonna call him. Nah, let me chill. Let me chill. Um. But nah, I think uh, if Lonzo can get back on the court, that'd be great. I think uh, it's kind of tough, you know, where where he where it seems like he's at health wise, 
Um, but we haven't seen it. So we don't know for sure. You know, it's a lot of it is rumors, a lot of it's speculation. I just I just love seeing him back on the court, but I'd rather see oh, him. Bro, I mean Luke May as well, bro. What's up? I used to hate Luke May as well. I still hate that dude, bro. I, I uh I can't stand that one. That weak ass shot, man. That's my generation's Luke. Uh, Listen, you didn't polish too long for me to respect him. Not you, huh? You respect Perry Ellis. Do I? Why don't you? Perry Ellis was You respect Patrick Young? Only person I respect that did four years is Russ Smith. You don't respect Draymond? Draymond did four years. Buddy Hill? Buddy Hill was standing there as a super senior. I'm about to say, Buddy Hill was there for a minute. I thought he did three. He, he did four? He did four. That's why they didn't want to draft him that early because he was already, what, 23, 22? Yeah, Buddy O. Yeah, he got drafted number six, too. Oh, Mikel Bridges did four, too. I I, I forgot. Well, no, he did Mikel three. Bridges, Josh Hart did – one of them did three. Was it Josh Hart that did three or Mikel? I think it might have been Mikel. I don't know. But I don't Bronson, know. I, I know. I know. I know they all got two rings, so. Because DiVincenzo was, what, a freshman? Their junior year? Let's see. Was it? It had to be Mikhail, not Josh, because Mikhail was twenty eighteen. Josh and and uh, Jalen was twenty nineteen. I think Dante was twenty nineteen too. Because uh, Mikhail is definitely the better prospect out of him and Josh Hart. I would I would believe so. Because what Josh Hart was second round pick maybe by the Lakers. Yeah. Um, shit. I always I wanted Joe Barry to get drafted. I used to rock with Joe Barry. He looked he looked like uh RJ Davis. Um but yeah, man. Oh, what the it's my turn to heat on. Uh before we get to uh this this one particular fellow, I have a tier list for you. Oh, he did three years, Mikhail did three years. I thought so. And he won two chips in three years? That's crazy. I did. And that's after people was talking crazy too. Um, all right, I got a tier list for you. All right, what's the tier list? You're going to be ranking, or you're gonna put it. You're gonna be putting these these duos, these young duos, in a in a ranking or in a tier list. So the first first duo, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns. Mm. The second. Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Chet Holmgren. Mm. The third, De'Aaron Fox, Demonis Sabonis. Beam team. The fourth, Ja, Desmond Bain. Okay. And the fifth, the guy we just talked about, Paolo Bencaro, Franz Wagner. Ooh, Orlando Magic, Orlando Magic. All right, um... Am I missing anybody? So you said, so you said Ant and Cat. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm missing nobody. Oh, I am. I'm about to say duos. Yeah. Bam and Tyler. I'm oh, bugging. I thought you were going to say Book and KD. Young duos. Young, 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 young duos. Oh, yeah. KD old, old dude. Bro. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, KD old as hell. Now, let me see. Uh, but yeah, Bam and Tyler in there too. 
Bam and Tyler. Okay, Bam and Tyler. Okay. There's, I mean, Lamelo is he don't have a duo. Tyrese don't have a duo. Um, Ty, Joel's too old. Jokic is too old. Not too old, but like they out of that rank. I mean, Jamal, Jamal and the young player. Jamal and Jokic, they're in like an actual duos category. Um, like LeBron, and AD, Giannis, and Dame, and Jason Taylor, Jalen Brown. Like that's why I didn't put them in there. Like those dudes. Jason and Jalen just missed the cut. I would say. Just missed the cut of what? Being a young duo. I wouldn't say that. I just think they they've already pushed past this this level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they've already been to multiple conference finals together. They've been, been to a finals together. Like they would be the clear one in this. So that's why I didn't put them in. Okay. Um. So you said that's also why. That's also why. That's also why I overlooked Tyler and Ben because they are. Eight wise, they would be one. But all right, eight cat Tyler Bam Chet Shay. Job Bain. Job Bain. Kylo Franz. Fox and Sabonis. All right, so I'm putting Fox Sabonis one. So I'll put what? Kings. Beam team. Ooh. I'll put Fox Sabonis number one? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I'm not mad at it at all. I'll put them one. There's going to be a couple ones here. I'll put them one. I'll put, I'll put them one. I'll put, uh, ooh, I don't know. Cause see, I feel like putting Chet and, and Shay here. I also want to put, but see, if I put Chet and Shay there, I feel like putting, nah, give me Bam and Tyler. I'm tripping, bro. Miami, they won. So I'll put Chet, I'll put OKC and Orlando in the two seed, not two seed, two tier. Um, I don't know. Oh. Put, mm, Damn it. Bane. I don't know. I think this is just recency bias kicking in. Because y'all, like, that Grizzly team was good last year and year before. But this year is a different story, obviously. So if you're talking about right now, I'll put them thirds here. I'm not too mad at that. I think, uh, mm, I don't want to say that. And there's one more team, Oh, yeah, the Timberwolves. I'll put Timberwolves maybe... I'll put them second tier. They're second tier, but they're like close. They're like in, they're like on that line between second and third tier. Like they just made second tier, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm they they got more work on. I mean, as a duo, you know, like. So, do you think? Do so do you think Tyler Hero is better than Carl Anthony Towns? Um, that's a good question. That was a very good question. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just curious because, you know, you you put I the mean, first. You would think Bam is better. 
obviously. I would think Bam is better. But as far as Tyler, maybe. Yeah, I would say Tyler is better. I don't, I don't know. know. I think maybe because I'm higher on Tyler than I am Cat at the moment because Cat has been in the league longer. And I just thought he would have been in a higher position or just like it's just in a higher, just better than what he is now. Uh, I think Cat's played really well this year. He's, he's been a lot better defensively, which he is. Has, he, has, he has. And I don't want to make this seem like Cat uh, and he's not good at all, but no. It just, I just would expect more. I thought you were like star, star, you know, which is fair, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, I'm not mad at your list. That's why, that's why we bring it to the show, yeah, every week. Um, before we actually, we're supposed to get to one more thing, but before we get to that, I want to talk about my boys. I don't normally do this on the pod, but yeah, shout out to my boy. Shout out to my guy, Bam. Shout out to my guy, Jaime Hakez Jr. Oh, shout out to my dog. Shout out to my dog, oh, yo, I bitch. Hakez, bro. I love Jaime Hakez. That's my guy. Shout out to my dog, yo, bitch, because that boy out there. <sighs> Come on now. Yo, bitch season. We here. We are here. This is what we've been waiting on, man. This is what we've been waiting on. Um, Tyler Hero as well. Um, that 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 four lineup right there. That I don't care if we win or lose. If I see all four of them on the court at the same time, that, that's all I need to see. You know, that's the future right there. That is the future right there. Um, but yeah, man, they they've been playing really well together. Okay. Uh, I think we have we had we have one bad game. Um, against the Clippers. And I think we lost another game on the West Coast. I think we lost to Phoenix too. Uh, but we had a really good win against the Lakers. Um, so pretty good West Coast trip. And we just beat uh Houston tonight. So another good win for us. So and we're doing this without Jimmy, without Caleb Martin. Um we've had a we had a game without Kyle Lowry. Um we had a game where we played RJ Hampton, Jovic, Jaime, Bam, and Tyler. Still went out there and got a dub. So, shout out to us, man. Shout out to the shout out to the guys. Um, but last but not least, Draymond Green is being reinstated. That was a cool <laughs> podcast. That man came out with a pod episode today. That boy, y'all seen his face? Dog, I don't know how I feel. That man talked about how he was talking about retirement. That man talked about how he locked himself in the. Man cave for two days. I feel like that's cap. I'm sorry, bro. I meant to tell him How your family go two days without knowing you home? That is crazy. I can't Your lie. daughter called you. And, and you're like, oh, you in the man cave. It ran yeah. straight. They ain't did the check there? He ain't good at own hood. They ain't had to check in. That's crazy. Oh, that man, Draymond, was in the crib. I don't know, man. The fact that he could contemplate retirement, bro, after this. Contemplate a retirement after slapping somebody. I feel like 
I feel like there's got to be more context to it. I it gotta be. I, I didn't see the whole thing. I just saw the clips that was on Twitter. So I didn't see the whole thing. But from what I have saw, from, from what I've seen, I don't know, man. Um, You talk about think- how him and Steve Kerr shared a moment. And I think that really sums it up. Um, I think that really speaks to the position that he's in and just to the state of the the Warriors as a whole. Um, you know, being that they did build this together. Steve Kerr was the coach for that champ- those championship runs. And Steve Kerr saying, like, bro, this is not how it needs to end. Like, I felt that because I feel like it could end much better and much more gracefully. Like, Draymond is a great player. Draymond's a good player. One former defensive player of the year. Um, regarding him as one of the smartest, smarter defenders in the league, one of the guys that could guard one through five in the league. That's that's rare. Nobody, not a lot of guys can do that. So yes, for a while, Draymond has been that guy. But last couple of seasons, bro, Draymond has not. We've seen Draymond being be more known for the stupidity he does on the court than his production on the court. You know, so I just hope he gets his act together for his sake, because I would hate for I would hate for anybody to be known outside of who they actually are. You know, like I would hate for somebody's legacy to be determined by a couple of events rather than the 80 percent of the career that got them that far. Like even with James Harden, sometimes I think like the person gets in the way of what they've been able to do, you know? Like, he acting out from team to team and stuff, that's getting more shine than the MVP season or the highly skilled score that he was at one point in time. I think people don't forgot about that and remember more of him going to, to the club, getting his jersey retired in the strip club. I think people remember more of Draymond Green's incidents than his moments on the court where he's produced at a high level, you know, getting triple doubles, making the occasional three to seal a game or something. Like, you know, just making great defensive stops and being a great defensive player that he's been since he's gotten into the league. So, yeah, I'm glad that he was able to get the time off I mean, the suspension was needed, but for him to get the time to be with himself and get the help that he needed, talk to the people that he needed to talk to, in hopes of not having to get back into his position again. Because you know people going to probably try him, too. They're going to try him. I think now, I won't say a target is on him, but they're going to test that gangster when it comes to Draymond now. So... Yeah, what are your thoughts on it, man? Um, hopefully he comes back and he's able to keep himself from making bad decisions. Um, like you mentioned, he's starting to be known more for the antics than his game, and that is sad because he is such a great player, um, such an intelligent player. And it's crazy because, like, when I talk to people that don't watch basketball or, you know, like casually watch it, like my coworkers and stuff, 
they'll be like, oh, I do know Draymond, but they know him from his antics and the stuff. Like, they know him from kicking people or choking people or slapping people. Like, Draymond should be known for that. Like, Draymond should be known for the great defender he's been, the great teammate he's been, the great leader he's been, the the heart, being the heart and soul of one of the best dynasties in NBA history. Like, that's what he should be known for. Um, Could have had a finals MVP if, you know, they win that game seven in 2016. Like, that game seven, he had, like, 37 and was going nuts. So, um, you know, it's it's just hard. It, it sucks to see somebody, you know, make these kinds of mistakes and it, it get to a certain point of where it's like, um, you know, it's it's kind of like now or never. Like if you don't if you don't figure it out now, I'm not sure you ever will. And it, it sucks to you know, for someone to seem like they're at that point. And I do hope he got the help that he needed. If if it was just him being away, um, and just you know seeing or hearing it from other people's perspective, hearing it from his, uh, the commissioner, hearing it from his coach. Um, hopefully him and Steve Kerr actually had a conversation and Steve Kerr was able to say what he needed to say. Draymond was able to say what he needed to say. Um, and same with the Adam Silver conversation. Hopefully Steph, Clay, whoever, you know, his his wife, his family were able to have conversations with him and just let him know, like, hey, this thing's been going on for a while. We probably should have said something beforehand. We hadn't. And, you know, it's, it's starting to get kind of out of hand. And I feel like at a certain point he probably realized that. But it's hard to know for sure because we've we've had this conversation before and then we come back to two or three weeks from now and he's had, you know, another just wild moment. And, you know, it's not really anything you can um, explain. So hopefully, you know, has hopefully he's going to come in and make the right choices and help his team because they, they do really need him. Um, and hopefully he's able to play the rest of the season with no issues. So, yeah, that's really my take on it. I don't really want to put too much on him or, you know, or put too much negativity on him or, you know, give him too much um, credit because, you know, he hasn't – I don't want to say he hasn't earned it, but there's been so much that's happened that it's really hard to just be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, I'm going to, but – it's not like, oh, like, it definitely won't happen again. Like, we don't know that for sure. We don't know that for sure at all. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's really all I had on that. Uh, for sure, for sure. Um, what's my call? Wanna, I want to appreciate the – I want to appreciate it. I want to thank the viewers, listeners – Everybody has ran it up this past weekend. Ran it up big time. One of our highest rated, highest viewed episodes we dropped Friday. Um, yeah, thank y'all for that. Um, we'll be back later on this week. I'll send you an episode coming out Friday after this. Um, we'll be talking more, more college hoops. You know how we do. You know how we get down over here at the hoodie and the headband. Um, so, yeah. Thank y'all for being the supporters that you are. Um, 
Got a lot of good well, basketball. Before we get out of here. Yeah. ML. Y'all still lucky. Yeah, I see Clemson. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh shucks. Oh shucks. <laughs> Fucking Michigan won, bro. I'm Michigan bad. Won. Yeah, they just scored another touchdown. It's 33 or 30, 31, 34. 34. Yeah, it's, it's getting ugly. Shit. I was, hoping, I was hoping Washington won, man. I was pulling for Michael, Michael Penix, man. They running back went out there with a fucked up knee for no reason. Fuck this lost anyway. Shit's crazy. But. Congratulations yeah. for tuning in. You know, Appreciate big time. Ooh. But yeah, we'll be back later on this week. Yes, sir. For quality hoops conversations, as we we are known to give. So appreciate y'all.